I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Yo, what's going on, Rush Nation? Welcome to Monday show, first of three this week. Not four, we're just limiting it to three. Murph and I, once again, standard procedure now, it's just us. Murph, how are you, big man? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, I tackled being an adult properly this weekend. <laughs> adult things with life-changing consequences and bits and pieces. No, 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 no. No, you've already made the life-changing consequences. Now you're dealing with that situation. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk more about it uh, maybe in the next week or two on the pod. But yeah, um, so yeah, dealing with all of that. And uh, yeah, what about you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Had baby swim Sunday. Hunter went absolutely ballistic in the swimming pool. Had to drag him out early. So he had a stern talking to and... uh, Next Sunday's going to be better, and if it isn't, then his mother's getting subbed in. But we digress. We digress. <laughs> right, Rush Nation, today we are joined by NFL UK social media moderator, Stuart Love. Stuart, welcome to Five Yard Rush. How are you doing? I'm very good, guys. Thanks for having me on. You know, I've uh, really enjoyed the last like, two months listening to your podcast and getting an insight into the fantasy NFL world. So, yeah, it's great. I well, appreciate the kind words. No, you're very welcome, guys. You know, I've, I'm just, I'm, I'm novice when it comes to the, the fantasy world. Um, I'm more of a Madden NFL head and dealing with the, the social media side of NFL, but slowly just dabbling into the, the fantasy side and it's really good. And as I said, listening to your podcast is uh, 
has given me a real insight and a more interest um, to go. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the next season. Oh, we appreciate that. Uh, checks in the post, Stuart. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. <laughs> so how did you get into football and working for the NFL UK, Stuart? Well, uh, I mean, I'm just turned 38 and it goes was way back to 1988 when I was seven years old. Um, my father was in the military um, in Scotland, but he was based in Medicine Hat in Canada. Um, and when he was coming back from tour, he would bring VHS videos um, back. And it was a Terry Bradshaw era Steelers. Um, so just putting that VHS video in and just watching these guys absolutely demolish each other was phenomenal. I mean, sat there as a seven, eight-year-old kid just watching these guys kicking ass was like, wow, this is uh, this is brutal. So that just developed from there. And then when he was at the end of his time before the sort of Gulf War era, he was coming back um, with VHS videos of Barry Sanders. And that just blew my world. It was just like, wow. I mean, absolutely incredible just watching this guy run. was just, I'd never seen anything like it. And then from there, um, my father started taking me to see the Scottish Claymores, um, which is probably the only time Scotland done good at any sort of sport when we won the World Series. Because um, apart from that, we suck at pretty much everything else. Um, unless it involves alcohol. <laughs> um, and then from there, um, I've been going to all the NFL International Series games going back 12 years. Um, and I remember going back 2011, going to one of the first NFL UK live shows when it was literally a handful of people. And it was just Jeff and Neil uh, with a, a whiteboard just talking X's and O's. Um, and over the years, I've watched it grow from nothing to this absolute monster and a beast that it is now. Um, and just by showing face, because I do all the, the, the tours, I go Cardiff, London, Manchester, um, a couple of the guys, Jamie King, just approached me and said, you know, you're passionate about the NFL, would you like to get involved in it, the social media site, help on Facebook, Twitter, and stuff like that, and that's basically where it's went from. That's so good. Just being involved and then being approached, is it shows how big and welcoming the community is. That obviously, when you got in, it was a lot smaller, but Murph and I have certainly found that everybody in the community, whether it be just a regular fantasy fan all the way up to people who work for fantasy pros and fantasy footballers and, and yourself now from NFL UK, are just so welcoming into the business, which is good. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, if you think about how it's grown, especially over the last four years, where the community is together. I mean, you've got uh, Mark Holden, who's doing the Hail Mary hits, and he's doing such a wonderful thing um, for, for Britball. Um, you've got Neil Elliott and Freddie Harper-Davis. They're doing their thing at NFL UK group fans. You've got the wonderful Liz Fox, now married, um, Liz Bandari, and she's doing her NFL UK girl thing. You've got you guys absolutely smashing it um, in your field. Um, you've got Roger Goodrose, who's obviously involved in the officiating side. Um, of the NFL and all together you know we're all coming together we're all based all over the UK but collectively we're we're all together watching this a beautiful amazing sport grow and come together and it's it's amazing to be part of it really is I, I get shocked by it because you know I watched this 19 years ago and I came back to the UK and it's what I loved and it was really difficult to find places just to even watch it and then you get highlights and a few bits and pieces online and then the international series started and although they were sold out most people kind of really didn't know what were going on and now it's it's such a big event tickets sell out in minutes it's it's just the the desire for more as we're seeing in the off season we weren't sure what the appetite was going to be like in the off season for content and people just clamoring it and this free agency periods help we're in draft season and maybe after draft season it might drop off a little bit but I'm starting to get a feeling it probably won't it's just mad how much people desire NFL content when the season's over 
Oh, it's crazy. I mean, just working in the city of Edinburgh, just at the weekend, they're crazy with six stations. But there's guys everywhere in NFL jerseys. And as soon as you approach them and start talking ball, these guys are talking about running routes. They're, I'm like, really? These guys know what you're talking about? And it, the passion is just, it is, it's, it's, the demand is there. Um, and it's funny because I speak to Neil Reynolds uh, regularly. And he goes back to how spoiled we are in the UK. You know, they, they released the four or five games and then people are moaning, oh my God, I can't believe the Bears are coming over or the Raiders again. But if you go back 20, 30 years, what we, what we did have, and you look at the where NFL Europe was and how you know it wasn't greatly supported, and then look where it's went from 11 years where Alistair Kirkwood, when he first put this together, about having one regular season game to two to three to four games you know, and potentially now looking at a franchise, it's mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And now when you go to these NFL UK live shows, I was going when there was only 100 people turning up. Now, you know, just down at Birmingham there, and there's seven, 800 fans, Edinburgh International uh, Conference Centre, you know, looking at 1,500, 1,600 fans, all there, all talking ball, blown away the likes of Peter King, Kurt Warner. They were shocked. They were absolutely gobsmacked at just the level of knowledge and just the passion of the fans in the UK. So I agree with you. I think after the draft, it's only going to excel. Um, and especially with the, the, the way that it's just went at the moment in free agency with Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, <laughs> my cell phone has just went into overload uh, just on NFL UK alone. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't agree more. I just think it, there's such a strong appetite. Imagine what it's going to be like in a few years' time. Um, I don't think this is the, the ceiling by any stretch. But you mentioned names like Kurt Warner and um, players that have come over. In terms of, for you, obviously, having been part of these live events for so many years, who would you say is the best uh, player and the best media personality you, you've got to meet at these events and, and why? Um, always be biased and say that Neil Reynolds is the best of the best. I mean, he, he is a fan, living the dream. He, he started off exactly like what I'm doing, like what you're doing. Um, he was with Handsome Hank, um, if you know him, from the Dave Damashek programme. You know, they were stuck in an office. Uh, Jeff Reinbold was coaching at Rainfire. And, He's watched it grow from nothing, and then you get to speak to him now, and you know, and you see the passion, and he loves football, he lives football, and the time that he's got for the fans is just absolutely phenomenal. And he gets seen in this negative light at times, but then I bumped into a few guys in Birmingham um, just at the live show in January, and they were like, "Oh, he's so different to how he is on television." And I'm like, "Exactly, you must attend these shows and get to see the real Neil Reynolds. He is absolutely phenomenal." Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet Bruce Arians, and he is a character. I mean, wow. I mean, I got to spend about 45 minutes with that guy. And the fact that I was a Steelers fan, uh, we got to talk ball, talk about the two Super Bowls that he won with the Steelers. He likes a beer. So that was uh, good to have a few beers with him. Um, who else? Fitzmagic, absolute gentleman. Just got to meet him in January there. He's just, uh, he's a personality. And I think he's going to be absolutely wonderful um, with the Dolphins. Um, speaking to Neil Reynolds this morning about that. And it was just interesting that Neil was saying that um, the problem that the Dolphins have got is if he goes on to win a lot of games, where does that leave them searching for a quarterback for the future? Because that all gets a bit awkward if he starts to produce. Yeah, that's always good. Jeff Reinbold's a, a personality in himself. You know, he's very passionate. Um, Kurt Warner's awesome. Peter King. I mean, you could just talk ball with that guy all day in his stories. Um, going back, um, I'm just trying to think. I've met so many. It's Josh Norman, absolute character. You know, there, for the fans, you get this perception that he's very powerful and they, he's sort of clashes with Odell Beckham Jr. But you could not be a more humble man. You know, absolutely fantastic guy. So, yeah, I'm very fortunate to get to meet a lot of these players. That's quite a list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the most arrogant I've met, uh, well, not met, but being around was 
Marshall Lynch, he's actually frightening. He actually scared me. <laughs> I mean, that was uh, just outside Wembley Stadium. There was a, a bunch of guys uh, got to meet the the. I uh, got to meet um, John Gruden, absolutely lovely guy. And then Marshall Lynch is walking past, and he literally just looks you in the eye and just tells you to, to beat it, get out my face, and you're like, wow, <laughs> this is uh, this is not the sort of guy I want to be around. So yeah, beast mode definitely suits him. <laughs> Madness. So let's let's you know we are five yard rush the fantasy football podcast. Let's talk about your fantasy season last year. How, how did it go? How many titles did you win? Did you win any? I, I didn't win anything. I came last in every one. <laughs> oh, okay. It was just absolute disaster. Um, I just literally just went on the, the standard NFL um, fantasy and just drafted anything that came along because um, I've been a bit of a novice when it comes to fantasy. Um, but I've been doing a lot more insight into it, um, and now I've just jumped straight into a dynasty uh, situation. So this is going to be real interesting. <laughs> but I'll be um, I'll be definitely on to use guys for a lot of advice. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, well, we are in that league with you, so you know information might be slightly withheld until after the point of uh, attack on that one, possibly. But otherwise, <laughs> we'll be there to help you out. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's really, really good. As I said, I spend far too much time on uh, Madden and I need to, to, to cut that back um, and just listen to a lot more fantasy um, podcasts. And some of the guys that you've had on over the, the, the last couple of weeks have been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the one with them um, looking into the, the fantasy um, with regards to injuries, that was that was one of the best podcasts I've listened to in a long, long time. Yeah, um, yeah we, we were very lucky to get him and, and we're going to be speaking. He's going to be coming back on a circuit with us in the regular season we're going to work something out to for him to do some injury reports yeah Ethan is awesome absolutely awesome and then I reached out to him on Twitter and stuff and he was just so friendly saying any advice or anything you want to talk about feel free to message so yeah that was really nice yeah he's a top 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 guy uh we're privileged to have him and privileged that we still talk to him and uh privileged he's going to do some work for us so we uh excited for what he's going to do in the season because I think that's a part of the game that nobody's really picking up at the moment is not just a player getting injured, but how long for, what to expect, um, what the tendencies are. A player going down with an ACL in week one of a season and drafting him for next season doesn't carry the same risks as a player going down in week nine or week 10 uh, with the same injury. So uh, that's a bit of insight that people just kind of, I think, are lacking and it's going to uh, be really, really good to see. And they used uh, a few good examples for that. So I'm glad you thought so. No, absolutely, yeah, and I'm looking forward to having him back on again. As I said, absolutely love your podcasting. I'm learning every week, you know, all the episodes that you guys are doing because it's something you're passionate about. So uh, keep keep up the great work. Thanks, mate. Isn't it mental how what we do as a hobby in fantasy football, we are consulting an injury specialist to gain that sort of advantage over our opponents on a on a hobby sort of Sunday afternoon thing. We like a proper doctor is giving us advice on fantasy football. It's ridiculous. Well, it's good. But yeah, that, yeah, that's what blew my mind because obviously I'm still a novice to the, the fantasy world. So I'm looking into it. I'm trying to get numbers. I'm looking at stats. Then I listened to podcasts and I was like, wow, I would never have thought of that and ever. So yeah, it was good. And now I'm actually going on online and just looking at all these players and their injuries and their stats. So yeah, it's another, another great way to look into that. So yeah, it was really insightful. Yeah, I, I, I said this on the podcast with, with Ethan um, that you know, he gave me that extra five or ten percent and needed to win at least one, if not two leagues last year, um, just because he gave me advice to pivot um, at a time when everyone was telling me to buy. 
and it was those little pieces that just give you that bit of difference so uh we're gonna make Ethan a, a little bit more well known and uh and people share it so but yeah reach out to and this is to anyone with Ethan go back listen to the episode and, and reach out to and ask him questions because he welcomes it he loves it as much as anyone but yeah I mean the, the other one that I really enjoyed as well was that, is that Andy Holloway yeah he 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 was box office and I then went on to listen to the the fat the the family one the, the the fathers that is hysterical I mean that is just absolutely superb and me being and a father of three as well. So, yeah, I listen to that podcast quite regular now. So, thanks for putting me on to that as well. Hey, you're welcome. He is, uh, he is box office because he's one of the three best in the business. All three of them are incredible. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I've done a bit of research and, yeah, he's a real big one. So, yeah, it's really good listening to their, their insight as well. So, it's helping me, helping me along. <laughs> well, there are a few more fantasy questions on our uh, on our show doc, but considering you came last in all your leagues, I think we should probably just move on to you working for NFL UK. Yeah, so it's um, it's fantastic. Obviously, it's, it's on a voluntary basis. Uh, we don't receive any money, but we we get some perks here and there. Obviously, I get access to meet some of the players. Um, I do a lot of charity work, so I can get on to some of the guys at NFL UK and get some merch and and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's really really good. The downside is, and I'm not looking forward to it coming next month once the, the tickets become available, because that is just, it's carnage. I mean, as soon as you wake up at eight in the morning, that's you for the next three days. Um, Ticketmaster going into meltdown and, oh, I'm getting stressed about thinking it now. Just, um, <laughs> it is, it really, and me, Roger Goodgrove and Liz Bandari, you know, it takes over your life um, because you're having to moderate that whole situation. And as soon as people have got access to the tickets, it's that, that's it for four months. When are the tickets coming in the post? When are we going to get access to it? So, yeah, it does take up a lot of your time. But on the other side, it's absolutely fantastic to be able to connect with fans, talk with fans, give fans some advice. I've been doing the games 11 years now, so I know inside out. I know London probably just as good as you guys, probably not better than I know Edinburgh. Um, so all about getting to the games, how the tailgate work, um, tickets, the prices, the seating. You know, it's great to be able to talk ball with fans give them as much advice as possible and on a day-to-day basis just it's almost like being a father to my children on that NFL UK page at times you know it's <laughs> some people like to get a little bit excited and a little bit carried away um, and that's I suppose that's the, the, the world of social media these days so yeah me Roger and Liz we're kept on our toes that's for sure it is a, it, I can imagine it's a 24-7 job without actually having another job as well yeah I mean I said I work in hospitality uh, management so that takes up most of my time my father was three um, and it's not just the, the NFL UK, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff for Instagram and Twitter for NFL Network, Good Morning Football. So there's loads of other things that I'm actively involved in that I would like in the next four or five years to, to become a full-time job. Um, but who knows, it's it's fun doing it. I don't make any money, um, but I do love travelling all over the UK to meet the fans, going to all the NFL UK shows. And it'd be great to hopefully meet you guys in the near future as well. Yeah, well, we'll definitely make that happen next time you're down in London, let's hook up. And uh, if it's not till the games... Um... I'm only going to one this year. I would like to go more, but it just doesn't happen. Um, sometimes life gets in the way. But my Buccaneers are coming over, so I'm not missing that for, for love nor money. So we'll definitely do then if we don't find a time sooner that you're in, in London. I'll, I will certainly will be down before that. I know that NFL UK will be doing a show probably at the Mermaid, June or July. Um, so I'll definitely be down for that. And I'm looking to meet up with the, the crazy Paul Brown. Um, he's he's absolutely nuts that guy so I'm giving him a little shout out now he's fantastic and we've now um, been discussing that we're actually going to go to a, a Brown Steelers game this year 
Um, so we're going to go over together. So that should be fun. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, like yourself, we've been discussing his uh, draft um, thing that he's got coming up uh, at the end of next month. So I'll be involved in that as well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely be meeting each other and catching up very soon then. Absolutely, yes. So who do you get to work alongside with as part of your role with NFL UK? Um, well, obviously, when I go down to the London game and stuff, you get to to meet a lot of the guys that are um, involved within NFL UK itself. Um, but as a whole, you're pretty much working at home um, yourself. But on a daily basis, um, it's me, Roger Goodgrove and uh, Liz Bandari. Um, we're dealing with it 24-7. So that's pretty much how that is in terms of the social media side. But it's great when you get to do the NFL UK tours because you get to go down, you get to meet the fans um, and, and, and integrate um, with everybody, um, which is, I find, phenomenal. But yeah, you're pretty much on your own at times, looking at your iPhone all day, answering questions, answering people's problems. But yeah, it's not like I get to sit in an office. Um, so yeah, um, while, while you're obviously working um, as a moderator with the NFL UK, you're basically just policing their uh, social media sites and just making sure they're being run properly. Um, and obviously posting all the relevant news that's handed over to us uh, so the fans get that uh, first hand. Yeah, you do a great job, all, all three of you. I, I do feel it's uh, you don't have enough resources to help you at times because sometimes people are relentless and especially with some of the things in the in the Facebook group that get put, I, I find it a bit harsh that um, for a sport that we all love and care about to find people to bash you guys and bash uh, the organisation that's trying to do so much for people. Um, I, people get frustrated they don't get tickets or they get frustrated that the Patriots always win. Like, you know, not everyone can be pleased. And you understand that. Yeah, absolutely. It's very difficult to please everyone. I mean, it all started for me when it was the issues with NFL Game Pass, when it changed hands. And if you remember two years ago when it just had a complete meltdown. Um, so I was actively involved in that um, on Facebook and Twitter. And the abuse that we got as a whole was, whew, that was hard, that was hard going. Um, but as a whole, um, day to day, you can never please everyone, um, whether it be, the, the teams that are coming over, the ticket situation, people losing out to tickets for the NFL UK live events. Because before it used to be a first come first serve basis. So you just went online and applied and got it. And then what the problem was, people weren't turning up to the shows. So then they said, okay, we'll charge, I think it's about £7. That goes to Sport Relief. That sells out instantly. And then people are still not happy. So I feel sorry for Alistair Kirkwood at NFL UK because he does such a fantastic job giving us, the UK fans, everything and, and more. Um, I've got friends that are in the USA um, and they see what I post on Facebook. I get to meet all these players, I get to go to these games in the UK and they can't even get access to that content in the States. You know, So we're very privileged to what we get, but fans don't see it that way. No, I think that's a, that's a message if we don't get anything else out of today, which I'm sure we, we definitely will. But to people listening, that there are real people behind these uh, campaigns like yourself and you, you're not getting paid as you've said so the next time you want to throw your toys out of the pram just maybe take a second think that the person that you're going to put that abuse to is someone like yourself who's not getting paid or Liz or Roger and it's only going to harm our chances of doing more events and, and you guys putting even more on so I hope that's the something that people will take and it's such a, a small minority I, I wouldn't expect anyone that listens to this podcast to have engaged in that but you know someone perhaps just have a quiet word I don't know whatever but this is not a place for it. Yeah I mean a lot of people think that oh it's NFL perks you know I get to do the, the, the NFL UK tours but I pay for that out of my own pocket you know I pay for my own flights to Cardiff my own hotels I'll be travelling to Manchester Newcastle I stay in Edinburgh so I'm lucky it's going to be there I pay for all my own flights there 
into the four games um, out to the States, but everyone's like, oh, NFL UK must be fun, and absolutely not. Very much like what Liz does with her fan meetups and what Roger does um, with the Britball thing. You know, it's, we, we do it because we love it, we're passionate about it, and I've seen it go from nothing to where it is today, and I want to see it go to the next level potentially a franchise or a development league, who knows where it's going to go, but in the next three, four years, something big is going to happen in the UK NFL related. We're excited for it. We sure are. (laughs) Hopefully we can hold on to those coattails and take the journey with it because that would be amazing. We we didn't mention earlier that you're a Steelers fan, so what are your thoughts about the current team without Bell and Brown? I'm now a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm done with the Steelers now. That's (laughs) it. The Patriots dynasty is over, so I won't jump on that bandwagon. Nah. All jokes aside, um, I'm disappointed when the Steelers, um, you know, they've they've always been that respectable organisation. They keep everything tight, um, and I just feel that the Antonio Brown situation just got way out of hand. Um, I, I think Mike Tomlin is not the leader for that team. The way that Levy and Bell just sat out for a year, I don't think there's any respect for Tomlin, um, and I think big changes needed at Pittsburgh because we had a a potential Super Bowl winning team. You've got the three Bs there. You know, we're, we're, we're a very strong team. He sits out for a year. You've got Antonio Brown spitting his dummy out. Some of the last games of the season, turning up in his lovely big jacket and not even want to play. It's, that's not what the NFL is about. So, yeah, I was very disappointed. But going forward, I think we've got, you know, some really, really good uh, young players. You know, uh, Juju, he's phenomenal. He really, really excites me. Um, and it'll just be interesting to see what we do um, in the draft um, at the moment, I'm not sure where they're going to go at the moment. Um, whether they go first um, for Devin uh, Bush in Michigan, and um, they go for Amani, oh, I can't even pronounce his surname, it's Oruwairi, uh, of Penn State cornerback, or, or they go for DeAndre Walker, offensive linebacker. Big Ben is going to sign a, a new deal, but I, I don't think he's the, the future <laughs> for the organisation either. I mean, two years ago, he was going to retire. Now he's staying, he's wanting to sign a new deal. It's just a lot of unrest at the, the, the Steelers and yeah, I'm not not too happy about it to be honest. So I, I have a question on this and there's, I, I wanted to, to sort of ask this to someone who supported Steelers for as long as you have. Up until the point where the offensive lineman called Bell out for not reporting and raiding his locker and all of that, which is completely wrong and inappropriate and speaks a lot about the culture in the dressing room. But forget that happened for a second. Do you not think that the organisation did absolutely everything they could to keep Le'Veon Bell and therefore did the right things? Or do you, do you really believe that the, the franchise could have done more to keep Bell? It's a difficult one. I, I think we could have done more to keep him. I mean, obviously he was wanting a lot more money. But when you've got that talent, when you've got a running back in him, I would be doing everything possible to keep him. I just, I, I think there's something wrong, and especially with Mike Tomlin. The players just don't seem to be feeding off him. I mean, if you go back um, to when he won the, the, the Super Bowl, I mean, it was um, Bill Cowherd, it was his team that essentially went on to win the Super Bowl. So over the last 11 years, what has Tomlin really, really done with the Steelers? Not much. He's not done much at all. So I, I personally think, as an organisation, higher up could have done a lot more to keep him um, with us. And yeah, I'm sad to see him go because I think he'll do a really good job at the the Jets. Um, I think Sam Donald is going to give him more options. Um, but then when you look at Antonio Brown, I think he will, and I hope he does have an absolute meltdown at the Raiders. Um, and I think he will. I think the organisation as a whole could have done a lot more to, to keep Le'Veon Bell, 
keep him happy and, and build that team around him, essentially. No, I, I, It's interesting. I actually don't think you made the wrong call with Bell. I think you gave a, a payment, said this is it. You didn't go above that. I personally don't think that the franchise did that much wrong with Bell up until we talked about locker room antics. But yes. Obviously, the Antonio Brown thing. And there's definitely something not right in the dressing room. And it'd be interesting to see how they address it this year um, to see if they do anything, which makes me ask you, to we'll keep on the Steelers for a second here, and what is what do you expect the Steelers to do, maybe record wise or just overall in a way too early prediction for for twenty nineteen? Where do you think the Steelers are going to end up? So I put my best Scottish accent on and try and answer for him. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rush Nation, like the NFL, Stuart had to call an audible at the line of scrimmage. Things got technical, and he disappeared on us. Not because he wanted to, but things got tricky. So the last couple of minutes of the interview, unfortunately, we didn't get. So it's just Murph and I left in the studio. Stuart ran off with the ball, didn't want to play anymore. I'm sure you will agree that we got some good stuff, Murph. Yeah, it was a great interview. Appreciate your time. He had uh, kids to look after and, and work as well. He was sort of doing it when he was on a break. So he was uh, really handsful. He was basically the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick um, or Eli Manning of the story. Where there's, or Saquon Barkley. There was just absolutely no one else to go to that of any sort of ilk. And he's like, right, I'm doing this all on my own. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was a real pleasure to talk to him. We'll definitely get him back. And uh, yeah, he mentioned a couple of the podcasts we had on. Definitely go back and check them out because uh, they were really good. I'm glad he enjoyed them. And it's just interesting to get the insight from someone who loves the game so much. They give many hours work each week for free to, yeah. to facilitate it and make it great for all of us. Yeah, so he's available on NFL UK, guys. Go and check him out. Stuart Love, send him a message. Let him know you enjoyed our podcast. Murph. He is on Twitter as well, so you can catch him on on Twitter at Stuart Love NFL. So it's S T E W A R T Love NFL. Wicked, right, Murph? I will see you Wednesday, Stuart. We'll see you when you're next on. Until Wednesday, Rush Nation, keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 